Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 57, the UK's digital TV and technology show. The show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. Today we look at the latest on demand TV solution, the all new Apple TV. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. We go for a drive with the latest SatNav from TomTom. The BBC announces a new HD service for the radio. A review of a nifty surveillance recording keyring. Aha! Uh-huh. Return of a Norwich based radio personality. Plus your questions on 3D, streaming media and energy saving. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. We kick off with some HD news. From Wednesday the 3rd of November, viewers will be able to watch the BBC One channel in HD. The new channel, BBC One HD, will be a simulcast of the main BBC channel and will broadcast 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. By the end of the year, the channel will also be showing EastEnders in HD. BBC One HD will be available on Freeview, Freesat, Sky and Virgin at no charge. News for Skype users now. A new version of Skype for Windows is available. Skype version 5 has built-in Facebook integration, allowing you to call and text your Facebook friends from within Skype. Some tablet news. You can now get yourself a 10-inch touchscreen tablet device running the Android operating system for £180. That's half the price of the Apple iPad. Guess where from? Oddly enough, the clothing store next. It appears that the next tablet is actually a rebranded Elenex tablet, and the reviews we've seen brand this as slow and unresponsive, one to avoid. Next, a word of warning for BT Vision users. There's a product recall in effect for the Comtrend DH10P powerline adapters that are used to connect some BT Vision boxes to a home hub using mains wiring. The DH10P model can cause electric shocks, and you'll need to get a replacement from BT. If you think you have this model, see the link on our show notes for instructions. Staying with BT Vision, it seems that, sadly, 5 On Demand has been dropped from the BT Vision catch-up TV service lineup. This is possibly in the run-up to UView. Some radio news now. Get set for Radio Player. This new service is set to launch in December and is a joint venture between BBC and commercial radio stations. On this portal, you'll find an initial 50 radio stations, which will hopefully rise to 400 in 2011. Radio Player hopes to phase in features such as catch-up radio and live pause to make it the equivalent of UView. And staying with radio, BBC Radio 3 will soon be broadcasting in HD. The new service, called HD Sound, uses improved encoding and higher bit rates to offer online listeners the highest audio quality broadcast to date. This follows a trial of the BBC's coverage of The Proms. HD Sound will be available from the Radio 3 website from December. Next, good news for customers who get their broadband from Virgin Media. Virgin has just confirmed that it will be launching its 100 megabits broadband service from this December. Some ebook news now. Amazon is planning to introduce Lending for Kindle to allow Kindle users to share their books with other users for 14 days, during which time the lender can't read that book. Kindle Lending won't be available on all titles and is set to roll out in the US soon, followed by the rest of the world. And finally, pray silence for the return of the broadcasting legend that is Alan Partridge. 
Banished from TV, you can find OAP on radio station North Norfolk Digital for a series of 12 11-minute radio shows starting from the 5th of November. Alan's return to the airwaves is courtesy of Amber Fluid Merchants at fostersfunny.co.uk. Back of the net. Thanks Pete. For more on these and other stories, visit frequencycast.co.uk/news. Frequencycast. Now loading. Focus. Focus fully loaded and ready to roll. What are we doing? Well, if there's one company whose products always cause controversy when we review them, who would that be? Ah, uh, Apple. Mm, correct. Apple's just released this brand new product and it's already sold a quarter of a million. Quarter of a million? Is this iPhones? No. First off, let me show you this because it's a replacement of this. Oh, I remember these. Streaming video built in hard disk. It's called Apple TV. Of course. Right. Now this is what we do with that. What's that? Oh, that's slick. Why is that? That is the replacement, the second generation Apple TV. That's tiny. It's about satnav size but square. It's quite weighty. And on the back it's got a an HDMI socket, a digital audio is that? Main socket, USB and phone line socket. Oh, that's not actually a phone line socket. That's an Ethernet internet socket. Of course. And it's worth mentioning that the micro USB socket doesn't actually do anything. It's just purely there for diagnostic purposes only. Go on then. I can't contain myself anymore. Tell me more about it. So what it does, three things. One, get movies on your telly. Okay. Two, let you watch things like YouTube, get Flickr photos and internet radio on your telly. Very handy. And three, if you've got an Apple iTunes device somewhere in the house, you can stream your photos, movies, TV shows and your music collection from iTunes onto your telly. Well, that's actually quite convenient, especially if you've got your friends and you want to show them all your stuff. These gadgets have been around for a little while, but this one is Wi-Fi as well as Ethernet. We don't actually have a TV in the studio with us, so as they say in all the best kids TV programs, here's one we prepared earlier. Here I am with the Apple TV plugged into my Sony Bravia and ready to go. First thing I notice on the screen is there are four options. I have movies, internet, computers and settings. Let's just have a look in movies. Under that heading I have top movies, genres, search and in theaters. If I look at in theaters, I get a loading message and now I have a screen full of film clips and this will show me trailers. First one I have is for something called Adjustment Bureau and I click on that and there is a 2 minute HD trailer should I want to watch it. I'll back out of that back to the main menu. Top movies, if I look in top movies now, I can see new releases, top films, documentaries and comedies. Let's look at the top here. The top film is currently Brooklyn's finest. We also have things like The Backup Plan and Robin Hood. We just look at Robin Hood. 2010 version of Robin Hood, £4.49 to rent, that would cost me. If I scroll down, the films get slightly older. I'm now looking at £3.49 for a comedy. What I'm actually looking at is a screen with seven items across the top and three down, so 21 a page. So a very nice interface, very, very smooth. We'll get back to the main menu here. As well as movies, we have internet, which has YouTube, podcasts, mobile me, Flickr and radio. If I go to the right, I have computers where it says Pete's laptop. Just select that. What I now have is music, movies, TV shows, podcasts, iTunes, U and photos. Now this is actually taking my iTunes collection direct from my laptop. And I can see things like search, genius, artists, albums and so on. And I get a lovely smooth view of all the various album cover arts moving forward, uh, which does look very, very Apple indeed. So scrolling back out again. Under settings, I have general, screensaver, audio and video, airplay, computers and sleep now. 
So there you go, that's our quick look at the interface for the new second generation Apple TV. Well, that was impressive. There you go. So that's a, that's a screenshot. What do you think of that? I'll put this up on the website as well, but have a look at that. There's some movies on there. Actually, it's very handy because it's the DVD covers you're looking at, so it would be very easy to identify something you wanted to see. Yeah, I think we're talking over a 1,000 movies at the moment, which is pretty good. Um, they're not overly competitively priced. I was looking at some of the prices compared with Sky and their box office service, but certainly there's a wider choice, which does make it quite handy. The way to think of it is Blockbuster, but without having to go down to the video shop. And also, you don't have to sign up to a subscription uh, like you do with something like BT Vision or Virgin. Don't you think this is all taking the romance about going to choose a video? I mean, I remember the days of going to Blockbusters. You'd say, let's go down and get a video, and you'd spend most of the night choosing one. And of course, you don't get hagen dazs with these boxes. No, that's a bit off, isn't it? <laughs> A few more screenshots for you. So that's the music playlist. And this is exactly what you get on iTunes. So if you've got your iTunes music, you've got your categories and your genres and your genius and everything else. Uh, photos, you can do your photos on here. And all you do is point to a folder on your computer and say, show me these photos. You can do these glorious transitions that really work well on radio shows. Glorious, eh? Uh, podcasts as well, of course. Now, two ways of doing this. You can either stream your own iTunes podcasts or just go straight onto the uh, Apple Store and get podcasts. Of course we're there. Here's a picture of us. I was just about to ask, how did you know? And that's a screenshot of the podcast being played, so it's a list of all our back catalogue of shows. And look at that, a five-star review. Thank you very much. And a picture of your thumb holding a microphone. Right, I want to show you a remote control now. This is the remote that comes with it. Wow. Oh, I like that. It's just a, a menu button. and Well, it's just like the iPod Nano, isn't it? It's nice, though. It's got good weight to it, and it's got a metal feeling as well. Is that metal? Uh, it's aluminium, but it's just tiny, isn't it? I mean, look, it's sort of, it, it's wafer thin. Yeah, you don't want to get that near your after eights. <laughs> might tease it by accident, might you? Oh, this is such a simple controller, isn't it? Just a five-way navi, menu button, and a play button. Fantastic. One clever bit, though, is you don't actually need to use this remote control. If you've got an iPhone, or an iPod Touch, or an no, iPod... No, no, don't. Let me guess. There's an application for it? Again, can't do it in the studio. Here's a screenshot. So there's me typing on my iPhone keyboard and it appearing magically on the telly. So if you want to do a search, you can do it from your iPhone and use full control, touch navigation, all sorts of things to control it. I didn't know you had an iPhone. Is that new? Yeah, I've never mentioned it, have I? You're the rare one, aren't you? Because most other people get a Nokia. So this is supplied with a mains lead, remote control and manual. You don't get an HDMI lead, free, which is a bit of a shame. Well, that's a bit cheap, isn't it? But considering the old one was about 200 how much is this one? 150 100 pounds. Good grief. Oh, you can afford to buy your own leads, can't you? There you go. And no subscription. So it's available now. At the time of recording, it's a little difficult to get hold of. They're, they're, they're out there, but they're in fairly short supply. And yeah, actually a very nice little bit of kit. Now, before we went into the studio to record tonight, I threw up a tweet. I bet you did. And said, anybody got any questions for our Apple TV feature? And we got three. Michael Johnson, he says... Will we be able to get Netflix on it like they have in the USA? Sadly not. Netflix is a movie rental service that's only available in the US. The next question, Matt Watson says... To use Apple TV, I presume you have to have your main computer with your iTunes and your photo library on it to find your music. Or can it take songs, films and pictures from a networked hard drive? The answer to his question is you can't use a networked hard drive. The system uses iTunes home sharing for local media. So uh, you can't just pull stuff from any old hard disk. It has to be something running iTunes with home sharing enabled. However, you can use Flickr, YouTube and movie rentals and podcasts and, and all that kind of stuff without a connection to your computer. And Stephen Masters is thinking of getting one. And he says, I understand they have a new processor in. Uh, indeed they do. Yes, it uses the Apple A4 processor. I'm sad that the new boxes no longer include components 
component sockets. Stephen says it used to be really handy to use component to plug straight into his TV and monitor. Are there any alternatives or does he have to get an HDMI splitter? Now you've asked the question for yourself, are there? Sadly not, it's only got an HDMI socket. They've actually removed the component, as indeed Sky has with their HD boxes. And there's a suspicion that the reason component's being removed is to stop people doing dodgy high quality copies. Also, considering this box is so small, I don't actually think there's any room physically on this little tiny box here to have any component sockets. Yeah, but they left enough room for the Apple logo, didn't they? Mm, Well, they have to, don't they? We'll add some pics and some screenshots to the transcript for you to have a look at. And if you've got any questions, just get in touch. Yep, that's right. Get those carrier pigeons ready. Next. Next, new sat-nav time. Oh, your favourite. How many of these you got now? I think I'm up to five if you don't count the one on my phone. I'm surprised you still managed to get lost but you do. So what's this new one? This is the TomTom Go Live 1000. It's just out and the big change is the screen. They've added a proper touchscreen, what they call their fluid touchscreen. This has got a 4.3 inch touchscreen and as you can see if I go into a map here you can do a very iPhone thing. You can sort of zoom in and zoom out with two fingers and drag the map around. Nice. So you're quite pro this one then. Well before we dive in let's play the recording of our road test that we did a few nights ago. So here we are on a dark, cold and stormy night, sitting in Pete's car in the middle of nowhere, a darkened car park. You always take me to the most romantic places. What's that in your hand? OK, this here is the new TomTom, the Go 1000. Oh, right, OK. Um, it's a smaller device, it's not so clumpy, so almost a flat screen. Yeah, I, I'm liking the improvements. Right, let's get this connected. Now, this was how the old suckers used to be. So looking at the old uh, TomTom uh, 9300 there, you'd have a little sucker on the windscreen and that would slot into the back. Right, yeah, I see what you mean. OK. OK, now the new one, we stick this on the screen, like this. And, it's, and mag- it's magnetic. Nice. Oh, that looks a lot slicker, doesn't it? And to take it off, it's just a quick uh, on and off. Oh, I like that. Right, let's give this a go. Let's try setting in a route here. Uh, navigate to, and here we've got all of the... Uh, Home favourite address, recent destination, local Google search, which is quite nifty. Point of interest. So let's try a spoken address. And Carl, I'm going to get you to do this. Uh, something like 10 Downing Street's always a good one. Please state city. London. City of London, please state street. Downing Street. Downing Street, please state house number. 10. 10. Done. And it says, warning, your destination is on a toll road. There we go. So that's one hour and four minutes from here. Wow, that's good. What are those like, flashing lights there? That is showing you live travel data. Now, I don't know if you remember the old TomTom. On the bottom here, there's a little socket. And you'd have to plug in an aerial. Oh, yeah. So this actually has a mobile phone built into it. It's getting live traffic information straight off the um, mobile phone network. Retrieving traffic information. Roadworks on the 1203 between Poplar and Tower Hamlets, 49 minutes from here. There's also a nice little touch here, is you can select the weather at your target destination as well. Weather report for today, partly cloudy. Maximum temperature, 15 degrees Celsius. Minimum temperature, 10 degrees Celsius. OK, should we go for a little drive and see what it does? Definitely. So, off we go. Take the exit. Smooth driving. I'm going to go off map here a little bit. Let's just try a hard left here. See if it recalculates. At the end of the road, turn right. 
turn right, then you have reached your destination on your left. And there you go. What do you think? Useful? Very good. And an improvement, which I didn't think they needed to do. Uh, from that, you'll gather I was at, at the time quite pro it. I had to do a long journey at the weekend, and I found this touchscreen really annoying. If you actually, let me just try and do this. If I'm trying to find an address, let me just see if you can do it, actually. Go into address for me. Address? Done. Now type in Bristol for me. Bristol. B-R-I-S-T-O-L. Okay. Oh, okay. Your typing's better than mine. Okay, just accept Bristol. Which button do I press now? Just tap the word Bristol. All right. You picked the wrong one, didn't you? No. You did. Did, you see you did I press the bottom one then, yeah. did I? So it's a little bit tricky to do the touch-sensitive stuff, okay. and if you're driving, that's even worse, isn't it? Exactly. So I have found this screen not particularly responsive. Now, I was in North London, and I had to type in an address as I was driving. Now, OK, I was stationary before anyone complains, so I was at a set of lights, and I changed the thing, and I just couldn't get the town right because it just wouldn't take it. And I finally got it, and everything I wanted to do, it just was annoying. It put in the route and it said, hello, you've never been here before. Would you like a tour of how to use this feature? No, I want directions. And then it said, would you like to subscribe to our live map service? No, I want to drive to where... And then it had cleared the address that I typed in. And I had to go through it all over. Oh, man, I was so frustrated with it. You know what you want to do with it, don't you? Put it in the back seat. Then it can be a proper backseat driver. <laughs> Having said that, it's actual navigation. When you're driving, it's a lot faster and a lot more responsive. And it's actually a very well thought out UI. It's really nice to use when you're driving. But if you actually want to put in a route and change your mind, it is a little confusing. Just want to run through some of the other menu options. You can view the map, plan a route. You've also got Google Local Search, so you can search near you, which is quite nice. And again, this is all doing this wirelessly over the air using a uh, mobile phone service. Hang on a minute. Do you pay for that? Or is this like a Kindle? This, for the first year, is subscription-free. After the first year, you do have to pay an annual fee to get this live travel information and the live Google search. Well, I don't like that. How much? It used to be a lot more expensive. They've actually decided to package it in a one-off yearly fee, and it's £48 a year. Still a lot of money. Mind you, if you are actually travelling around a lot, you know, that's your job, I suppose it might be worth it. Now, you've said people weren't happy about this model. What are the things they brought up? Well, what they've actually done is I've made a couple of fundamental changes. So there's some changes to the operating system. The old ones, when you hooked them up to a PC, there was a piece of software called TomTom Home, and you could actually open it up as a drive, like you do when you plug other devices into your computer. So you could actually use it as a file transfer thing. You could copy files onto it, particularly things like MP3 files, which would mean you could listen to music in your car from your sat-nav. Right, that's a nice touch. Now, they've done away with that. They've now got a thing called TomTom Home 3, and basically everything's done over the web. So you can't plug this in and use it as a filing system anymore, and it isn't an MP3 player. OK, right. What else is wrong with it? Well, I can't make it read out street names. It will say turn left onto the A1, but it won't say turn left onto Smith Street. Uh, I can't find a way of making it do that. Maybe it's not supported yet. But there's a service out there called Pocket GPS. Very, very good website, and they offer a subscription service that gives you speed cameras. So it's actually people out there in the field getting speed camera information, and they make it available as what's called a POI, point of interest. Now, this machine has a closed system, which actually means you can't install that database. So you don't actually get up-to-the-minute speed camera information unless their people have done it, yeah? Correct. There's a list of bullet points here, Carl. Can you run through each of the features, and I'll tell you how well the new TomTom supports it. Right, speed cameras. OK, so it does have a speed camera database. However, updates are not 
not yet supported. How about fuel prices? The fuel price service is no longer available as part of the live service. That's a bit annoying because that can actually gauge where you uh, stop off for petrol on your journey, doesn't it? Uh, How about backing up? Currently, this function is not available for your device. Adding POIs? Currently, this feature is not available on your device. Purchasing maps? Currently, this functionality is not available for your device. Downloading voices? Currently, this functionality is not available for your device. Map share corrections must be alright. Currently, this functionality is not supported on your device. So you're getting a pattern here. Uh, There's a whole bunch of stuff that is not yet supported. It's all coming soon, but at the moment, the one that they've pushed out to the market has quite a few limitations, and really we're all waiting for some software patches. So it's fine as a basic sat-nav, but any of the update services and things like backup, which is pretty important, at the moment aren't supported. And that list I've just been reading to you is straight off the TomTom website. Okay, how much? The TomTom Go 1000, £240, and we'll add some pics on our show notes. Let me ask you one other question. Is it you that goes... Stand clear of the doors. Item number 247 to your collection point, please. So is it time to look at some of my old rusty technology? You know what? We're not doing that this month. Why? Well, we did the calculators last month. You enjoyed it, didn't you? All the talking calculators and that. Of course, I'm still playing with them now. Unless we see a bit of interest from you guys out there, we're not going to do it again. I also want to say a quick hello to Ian Coxall, or as you call him... Ian Coaxial. Uh, Ian actually sent us a very nice review. Look at this little gadget. Look at that. Oh, I like that. It looks like a car remote button, doesn't it? The unlock and lock button. Hold on. It has a memory slot, takes a micro SD, USB connector, lens, microphone. What is this? A camera? No. So this is a nice little bit of covert surveillance. Covert? What's covert? You mean covert? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Coaxial. We'll edit that later, don't worry. Um, So it's a little key ring, and basically it records audio, video, and photos. Well, that's very good. I'm really impressed. Can I have one? You can. It'll cost you 30 of your pounds, though. Really? What's the quality like, though? Ah, have a look at Ian's review. We don't often get listener reviews coming in, but Ian has done us a full review with a little video clip showing the quality of this and a photo and some text and that lovely little drawing there showing what all the buttons do. The only problem is Ian seems to have lost his. Very covert. So if anyone sees a remote control car fob, it's Ian's. Could you give it back? So if you do find it, have a quick look and find out what his covert filming's been about. Greetings, this is the Emperor Roscoe checking in from L.A. You're listening to Frequency Cast, TV and tech news with my good friends Pete and Carl. Have mercy. Frequency Cast, now loading. Interaction. Time to hear from you now as we take a look at your emails, texts, tweets and calls in interaction. First, Rob Dickinson says, Rob Dixon, coaxial says, on your latest show, a listener asked about a tablet that would allow users to download programs from the iPlayer. You dismissed the iPad and Android tablets because they only allow streaming. I don't know about the iPad, but there is an Android app called MyPlayer. I've never used it myself, but it claims to offer downloads and has good feedback. Haven't come across that yet, but uh, nice one. Thank you for that. Rob also says, in a previous show, you suggested the Voucher Android app. I tried two versions and found that it left the GPS function on my phone turned on when I closed the app down. Yeah, that's not particularly good, is it? And of course, that's going to really run your batteries down. I won't be getting that then. Now, a podline call about FreeSat. The name is James Towers. I want to get a FreeSat PVR, but which has the facility 
to plug a normal aerial lead into the back of it. I have a modulated RF output that I can use to feed into a normal television for the purposes of getting preview terrestrial. Hi James, we don't know of a Freesat PVR that has its own RF modulated output, so if you need to connect Freesat to a TV via an aerial socket, you'll need either a modulator box or a system like the Triax TriLink that we reviewed in our last show. As for getting Freeview Terrestrial on your TV, you don't need to go through a Freesat box, just connect your aerial direct to your TV. Who's next on our podline? Hello there, my name's Max. Um, I'm inquiring with regards to the new Wii tab. Um, I've looked on the internet and I just cannot find where I can purchase this product from in the UK. Can maybe somebody put something on the podcast with effects to what's happening with that? Because I really, really need to purchase it. The Wii Tab is a tablet device that's designed to compete with the iPad. It's missed its last two release dates, possibly as a result of opting for the Mego operating system instead of the original Android OS. We've been told, in theory, it'll be out before Christmas in the UK. And here's another podline call. Hugh McKay, Scotland. I've just had the BT Vision broadband installed. Can I get the TV on my laptop up in the bedroom? Sure. You'll need a wireless video sender or a tri-link to send the signal from your BT Vision box and a TV dongle for your laptop. Take a look at the show notes for this show, show 57, on our website for full details. And we've just got time for one final podline call. Swallow here. I'm calling from Bury St Edmunds in Suffolk. Um, I've been having problems on the free view. I've had um, the parental codes, which has blocked channels and everything, but it seems so easy that my children and even my friends' children have just easily found out that if you press in four, five, eight, it automatically unlocks. Is this a manufacturer setting and can it be changed? Hi Pippa. Well, it certainly shouldn't be that easy. Each manufacturer does parental lock differently and without knowing the make and model of your receiver, we can't give you specifics. Either take a look in the manual or let us know the model number so we can check for you. Next, one from Steve Wilton about 3D in our last show. Will Freeview bring out 3D? I can't see it coming yet, although that may be something they do a few specials with on this new BBC channel that's coming soon. I don't know. It does seem a bit sort of whimsical. Next, Terry Costello asks, I've been having ongoing problems with dlna and streaming media from my nas to a ps3 lot of words there pete yes the words we have there carl nas network attached storage ps3 is a games console you're a tart and dlna is digital living network alliance which is a shared common standard for media sharing try the rest i prefer not to i was therefore delighted when i saw on gizmodo recently that western digital are going to sell the wd tv live hub i got that didn't i uh which is a 1tb nas 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 drive which plays oh god well you do you do it <laughs> i'm going to sell a wd tv live hub which is a one terabyte nas drive which plays 1080p content on a drive direct to the tv via a v1.4 hdmi output thus avoiding the need for dlna so how are those Mandarin lessons going? Do you know if it's going to be sold in the UK and where and when? Let me give you some answers. The uh, WD TV Live Hub isn't available in the UK yet. I reckon it will be. There are two that you might want to look at, though. AC Ryan. They do something called the Play-On DVR HD. 
HD, which is a NAS drive that does support streaming, and it also has a twin Freeview PVR, which is nifty. The other one to look at, uh, we met a, a chap called, I think it was Camille? He was from Lacey, and the product they have is the La Cinema Classic HD. Can I read a normal one now? Right, go on then, try and read that one. Dave Whittleston... And Paul Stoneman, oh, I remember him, commented on the fact you have to pay VAT on ebooks. Paul says the no VAT on ebooks on the number 10 website seems to have closed, but last year ebooks were not as popular as they are now, so really the petition is not an accurate census. If you were a cynical person, you might think that they timed it that way. Oh, that's closed now. Well, surely one of our listeners knows of a new one, don't they? Yeah, if not, let us know and we'll start one, but it's going to cost you 10 tweets. Oh, I see. We're like that, aren't we? Uh, Next, Darren Nay says, Is there any way I can bring down the cost of my electric bill? I've been using energy-saving light bulbs in 7 out of 12 lights in the house for just over two years now, and that's made me only about a three or a four-pound saving in all that time. Uh, I would highly recommend getting an energy meter. We've reviewed these in the past, and you can plug it into your house supply and get a feel for what is draining your electricity. You might also want to think about changing your tariff. Also, gadget that we've both got in our homes, Carl, is the remote control uh, sockets. So you can switch off four or six sockets in one go from one button. I've got one other suggestion. Stop drinking tea and coffee and you won't have to use the kettle. That drains a lot. Right, we're almost done, but I wanted to mention this. We had an anonymous mail saying, you say check notes. What notes? Yes, he's referring here to the show notes. He says people have to go to your site to read them. That's the only thing I find annoying about your podcast. Yeah, but you see, the reason we do this is because detailed instructions will bore the other listeners. A lot of the things we talk about do involve a lot of detailed instructions. You know, step one, do this, step two, do that. So it will take up a lot of time in the show. And also, of course, we can show you those glorious multicoloured pictures that don't really work on radio. And of course, web addresses. A lot of the products we review, you need to go and look at the website. And we don't want to be sitting here reading out HTTP colon www, that sort of stuff. You see, the main thing is we don't want to sell you short on the service we provide. Oh, well said, sir. They are a service and you only really need to go and look at our show notes if you're actually looking for more help. You don't have to. I know several people who never go there to see our show notes, you know that. Finally, I just want to say hello to Arthur Vasey, who picked up on our upside down calculator trick from the last show he suggested one more for us to try and the number is carl five three one eight zero zero eight now that's a very old x-rated calculator joke for you yeah and this show's full of them i'm afraid that's all we have time for in this show if you've got a comment or a question you can text us on oh seven double eight two oh four three five two one email us via our website or leave us a voicemail on oh two oh eight one three three four five six seven oh you can also tweet us and facebook us go on get in touch you know you want to frequency cast shut down in progress and that's all for this show show 57 for news updates or to get in touch please stop by frequencycast.co.uk while you're there click the add us to itunes button you can also follow us on facebook and twitter just search for frequency cast Thanks for listening to our tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. Frequency cast. Shut down.